helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Let's talk about road trips. We are yeah, let's do it. coming up on the spring, finally. Yes. Even though we still deal with the, the dips of the colder temperatures these weeks in February and March. But it will be here soon, and I know you guys are planning a spring break trip. Are you driving to wherever you're going, or do you fly? <laughs> Not this time. Okay. Uh, usually we do drive. Okay. Uh, but the swagger wagon is not going to make this trip with Got us. Got it. Let's talk about road tripping then because it is coming up on springtime and then it'll be summer and a lot of us will be hitting the road. And despite numerous studies and data showing that seatbelts save lives, there are still a lot of drivers not using them. New research shows one in 10 leave those seatbelts unbuckled, not only putting themselves at risk of dying in a car crash, but also facing pretty steep penalties in 49 states. Cops are cracking down like never before. Buckle up day and night or you will get caught. Click it or take it. I'm waiting I for love you that. to impersonate that voice. I know how it was. was <laughs> Listen, we're cracking down everywhere, buttercup. Click it or take it, son, lady, person. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Monster truck show rally uh-huh. here at Robert Stadium. <laughs> See, most people don't know Robert Stadium. That was in Evansville, Indiana. When I was growing up in Owensboro. Yeah. Robert Stadium was the biggest place to get to quickly. Got it. Robert Stadium. That's where I saw ACDC. Nice. All right. But seriously, focusing on the goal here, among all drivers, the seatbelt numbers clearly show older drivers are the safest. Of course. Yet. Of course. When it comes to talking with a financial advisor about a good retirement plan, more than 60% of these same folks, American adults, admit that they have not done so, John. Mm. Well, I get it. You know, when you think about it, a lot of people don't have financial advisors because they feel like they've been hosed in the past by someone. I mean, let's just be straight up about it. I mean, that's the number one. You know, if you're dealing with a a non-fiduciary, which means they're just a salesperson Mm -hmm. that happen to be hawking financial products or instruments, a lot of us have been taken by those guys over the years. I understand that. So that's the number one thing on, on John's family feud version of why people don't go see an advisor. Okay. Another one is intimidation. A lot of people think, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I've got enough. I don't know. I don't want him to look down at me because maybe I should have saved more. Or I'm not where I want to be. Guys, the biggest thing about it is if you're talking with a skilled fiduciary only advisor, you know, when it comes to securities business, when you're talking to someone who's been doing this for a long time, who truly understands they just want you to hit your goals. The biggest thing to understand is that they should 100% be on your side. Now, it doesn't mean that they're going to be the right fit for you. And I say this all the time to people that, you know, that I talk to say, Hey, listen, there's a lot of people out there that are good at this. The question is, is that who is right for you? Who can you have trust in to design this path for you to hit your goals? Because if you screw this one up, if this gets screwed up for you, then there's a good chance you won't hit your goals. Let's make sure we get it right. right. And the one thing about it, all of that is that, you know, when we're thinking about that with an advisor, how many of us just don't know, Heather, if we're even going to hit those goals? How many of us are worried they're staying at night? You know, in the, in the idea of the safety belt, you know, keeping the seatbelt on right now is the markets are probably not only, I mean, they've been wild. My guess is they get a lot wilder. Really? So the question is, do people know how they can put seatbelts on their portfolio correctly. Now, notice I didn't say, hey, you just leave the car turned off. You don't get in it and you don't drive. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking, how can you put seatbelts on in your portfolio so if there's some danger up ahead and that car starts to careen off a hill or gets off the road or hits a patch of black ice, we can be certain that, hey, 
we either have a tow truck that can get us out of that situation or we know how to safely navigate that situation so we get back on that straight. So one of the things that I want to talk about real quick, if we got time, yeah. I want to talk about all the various ways that we can kind of put seatbelts on our money okay. that people are not aware of. And, and as I talk to people all the time, here's what they typically tell me. And if you're out there thinking, man, that's kind of like me, just take notice of this. Okay. So most people say, I got my 401k, I got my IRA, it does not matter where it is, Fidelity, Schwab, Vanguard, American Funds, Edward Jones, doesn't make any difference. But what they typically say is, well, I got my mutual funds and my guy's watching them for me. Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay. That's no problem. And so if we think about that, what did we do? What did we have right before COVID? Do we have a bunch of mutual funds and our guy was watching those for us? Okay. But that corrected and and came back a little bit more quickly. But what about in 2008? What did we have back then? What I find out is a lot of people say, well, I had mutual funds and I was Mm. watching it or I had a guy watching it for me. And how much money did a lot of us lose during the 2008 downturn? A lot of us lost between 30 and 55% during that period of time. It actually took us five to seven years to get back. And you can even go one step further and say, what about the dot-com bust? And that was a bad one, guys. And I know it's been a while since we've had it. But in 2000, the market started going down and it did not stop going down for nearly three years. And by the time it was done, the S&P was down over 53%. But the NASDAQ was down over 80%. Oh my gosh, it took so many people, it depends on what they were invested in, took people five to eight years just to get back to even. So the whole point is when I say, hey, you know, where have you been in the past? Where do you think you're gonna go in the future? And when they say, well, I'm you know, gonna do the same thing I've done in the past, my point is this, well, if you wanna retire in the next two years, that may not work anymore. Right. So here's things that we can do to our portfolio. Number one, you can hedge it, which means that you can buy options to protect your downside. It's one way to do it. You can do it easily and quickly. You can do it at Schwab. You can do it at TD Ameritrade. You can do it at Fidelity. Any number of brokers, you can do that. But that's one way to protect your savings. You can also have guardrails in your portfolio where if you start getting a lot of traditional gains, you've made a ton of money in some stuff, it starts to automatically pair some of those gains off and put it in safer stuff. So what we're basically doing is we're selling high and hopefully buying low. Mm-hmm. It does it automatically. Some people can use, Heather, what they call stop losses, where at that point in time, once you have that pain threshold, it's like, oh my gosh, I cannot afford to lose more than 12%. As soon as that stock or that exchange traded fund or that position gets to where you're going to lose more than 12%, Uh it automatically sells you out of that position. So there's no more carnage. You can't go down 15 or 20 or 30 or 40% from that point. So those are some three easy ways, but then, and those are just simple things we can all do. But then there's a lot of strategy-based designs where the strategy is really and specifically designed to make sure that your maximum drawdown, which is your worst case scenario, never goes down more than whatever your number is, 8% or 10% down or 4% down. You know, more recently, a lot of people are very nervous. We have actual strategies that have zero loss provisions, which means that they can literally lose no money. And we can either get a trust department to collateralize that and back it up. We can get a bank to guarantee and insure it with FDIC. Or we can even get an insurance company to step in and say, hey, we'll fully guarantee that money against loss. And typically, we can get pretty good rates of return. Historically, somewhere between 5 and 8%. It really just depends on what someone's needs are. But if people are not aware of those, that's why I think they need to get a second opinion from a skilled fiduciary. Because if they're going to be safe in the car, let's make sure we're safe in our portfolios, too, because there's so many ways to protect our money. It's not about buying products. It's about making sure that we have buy-in 
to what we are invested in correctly so that if the bad stuff does happen, we don't careen off the mountain. Right. That would be bad. Right. That would be bad. Be we don't want we want to make sure that our trip to the grocery does not involve us upside down in the middle of a swamp hanging from that seatbelt. Because that's not fun. By the no. way, that literally happened to me when I was uh, 19 years old. Jeez. Yes. You're here to tell the story. I am here to tell the tale. The safety belt saved me that day. So let's just hope that, you know, in the future, all those safety nets can save us in our portfolios, too. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Jay Hagen Capital Inc. is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Integrity Financial Planning Inc. is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. Jay Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, NPN number 229473.